Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King. Today is Thursday, July the 30th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy, and it's been quite the eventful week. We had the stream on Tuesday. Uh, Monday's show with uh, Louie and Amy was just high energy. Yesterday, I got to talk with Joel Elston again for the first time. Oh, that was doing? really great. Yeah. Um, and there's new, there's more news about the app for iPhone listeners. I finally got the Apple gods to approve it. It's mm-hmm. currently in the process of rolling out. So it may not yet be in your app store, but it will be in the next hour or two, I think, because I'm already seeing signs of it. Like this part of it is updated, but that part isn't. So it's kind of in the middle of a rollout. Yeah. But, uh, good things happening there. Just updated the PC version of the app and trying to figure out how to sign the Mac version and then everything will be out except for the new updates coming. But, you know, that's always <laughs> ongoing. <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. So how are you doing, Alex? You got your got your headphones on? You got your unicorn gear going? You're, yep. you're looking good. How's it going? I'm back. <laughs> you're back. You're back. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, we were planning what I, what to I have. What I missed on Tuesday. Yeah, well, that's part of what we're going to do today. Oh, all right. Yay. Yeah. Okay. We were planning to do um, Dan's uh, ebook, The Money Game. We were actually going to do a chapter by chapter thing on that, but Dan is is not able to join us today. He's got uh, something that's kind of in in the way, conflicting. So I thought it would be kind of fun to. Well, first of all, we've had some questions from our listenership um, that were were emailed directly to us to talk about uh, from oh. Avinash, who's actually sent in a question previously for the stream. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be fun after we address those questions to kind of redo the questions that the stream addressed on Tuesday and see what answers we come up with. Now it's a little bit unfair Ooh. because they've already addressed it, you know, but, uh, oh, but I wasn't here, so I don't have, I don't that's have right. the, uh, yeah. The and bias. Plus, there's actually another question. There are two other questions that are ready for the stream for next week. And if we uh, get to the point where we still have time, we can address those and see how we can do compared to what the stream is going to come up with next week. So we actually will Ooh, have to move in, So I like this. Yeah, this is a little bit of a different game for us to play. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, the first question uh, that I want to address comes from Avinash. And like I said, Avi, uh, he sent in one of the first questions for the stream to address a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about uh, dealing with, if I remember correctly, it was dealing with um, oppressive governments and, and, you know, how do you deal with that? fact that you know they're blocking your access to facebook and things like that which mm-hmm. was a great question um and he loved the answer he wrote back after hearing what the stream had to say that he really loved the answer um and then he followed up with an email today two emails today actually in mm-hmm. which the first one he said i wondered if you and your co-host can discuss about the positive message and reason for coronavirus he oh. says he heard the messages from uh, the stream and Abraham and Joshua. I'm not sure who Joshua is, but mm-hmm. I presume that's another channel entity from Source Energy mm-hmm. about coronavirus being a collective manifestation. That apparently is the uh, the the Running common theme. theme coming through yeah. from from the uh, Source Energy channelers. And I do mm-hmm. recall that uh, the stream did make reference to the idea that coronavirus was a and is a collective manifestation. Mm-hmm. So he wants to know what our thoughts are. So what do you think? Is this a collective manifestation? I think it has to be at some point. I mean, I if, it wasn't so. at, if it wasn't at first, it sure is now. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, if so many people are fo- focused on it, feeling it, experiencing it, in some cases dying from it. So mm-hmm. in that sense, it's certainly collective. It's affecting each and every one of us in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's probably a pretty safe way of describing it. I wonder, Mm -hmm. though, can we describe it a little bit further? Can we talk about, for instance, he he was saying, what are the positive messages and reasons for coronavirus? And we alluded to that um, both yesterday with with Joel and on Tuesday with the stream, that there are positive sides to this, but they're often hard to spot. So, Mm -hmm. And and I think a lot of them haven't occurred yet. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. in the process of getting there. We're, we're going through the, the, the five-step process as Abraham describes it. The mm-hmm. first step is what, you know, identifying what you don't like. So mm-hmm. I think we've the identified it. <laughs> yeah, we've got that one down pretty good. You know, yeah. so we're now transitioning to the second part, which is identifying what you like, which interestingly enough, not surprisingly, but interestingly, a lot of people aren't focused on. 
They're focused on how I terrible am. step one is. Well, you are. I would, yeah. I would think you would be. I am. <laughs> I know that most of our listeners are, but the broader range of society is still focused on step one. I really, yeah. really don't like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it kind of, um, well, I, I won't, I, I won't poison your answer in any way. So what, what do you think is, are some of the positives that are, that are coming out right now and or are going to come out from this coronavirus? Well, I think we've talked about this before and how I feel about the fact that it's brought us all closer together as a society. Mm. Like we're all struggling through the same thing right now. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're understanding each other. Good point. And also as families bringing us closer because we're stuck in the house with each other. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's either tearing you apart or bringing you really close Pretty together. Pretty much. Yeah. It's one or the other. There's not a whole yeah. lot of in between going on here. No, there's no gray area. <laughs> like, well, I kind of like her on Wednesday. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a positive thing. I think that bringing us all closer together and, and, testing relationships. And, and for me, it's been a positive experience. So I think that that's a good thing that that's happened with coronavirus. How so for you? Um, Kenny and I were always fighting about staying in or going out because he's an outdoor nature. Let's go do this. Let's be always on the run doing stuff. And I'm more of a, no, let's stay home, watch TV, hang out together. Mm-hmm. So because we were forced to stay in the house and watch TV together, I win. Um, you like that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's now realized that it's not that bad. He doesn't have to be all over the place. We can like do things together and mm-hmm. and still have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. that's worked out really nicely for you. How it about has. for the the broader society though? Because I think that's kind of where I was was pointing to. You know, how's it broader, helpful for everybody? Broader society, I would say, people are getting way more creative with their free time. Hmm. TikToks have blown up. Uh, parenting, parenting has, uh, parenting, um, blogs and, and podcasts have blossomed. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of parents are trying to figure out what to do with their kids. Now they have all this time off, homeschooling, Mm -hmm. all this type of stuff. So yeah, creativity, I think is a great thing. That's true because when we're faced with challenging or difficult struggling type circumstances we ha- kind of have to get creative yeah. either that or else get depressed one or right the other. right suck it up or die is how i feel about it yeah that's a well, <laughs> it's blunt but it's, it's direct you know <laughs> that's me <laughs> that's true <laughs> and it's true i i think that is exactly what's happening uh which is a good thing it, i i know this is going to sound a little strange but uh as as medical reports have come out over the last few years about mm-hmm. the increase in dementia type uh, situations, Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and so forth, I kept mm-hmm. thinking to myself, that's people among other things. I mean, we know from like my sister-in-law uh, who has a scientific background mm-hmm. talking about how people who have these kinds of conditions, the conditions are very similar to diabetes. So a lot of the same rules that apply to uh, diabetes also apply to them. So there's certainly that part of it. And there are other aspects that. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting mm-hmm. um, that, you know, who knew that insulin would have such an important role to play. But oh, actually, um, I did know that. I did know that part. Okay. But there's also, this is something that is coming out in a lot of the studies. There is the mental side of it. And by the mm-hmm. mental side, I mean, how much are you using your mind? Mm-hmm. How much are you using your brain? Yeah. And it almost makes me wonder if coronavirus was sort of the negative law of attraction way that society built to start using their brains more. Mm-hmm. Not that they really wanted to consciously. It's just that's well, what they a lot set of themselves up for. Well, we don't do consciously, but still, <laughs> it happened. It happened, and it's happening a lot. And it's great. I mean, like you pointed out, people are getting a lot more creative with a lot of things. Just, well, there's the little things. You mentioned TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'm not a TikTok follower, but I know enough about it, partly from talking to you. Thank (laughs) you for the education. No problem. Partly also from my own um, investigations. I haven't actually Mm -hmm. opened my TikTok account. I'll probably do that at some point. Oh, please do. I want to see this. Like, I'm dying. (laughs) I didn't say I was going to contribute anything to it. (laughs) Uh, Nope. You don't have to contribute. You just, you just got to take a look. Okay. You got to see it for yourself. (laughs) But uh, from what I understand about how much and what people have been contributing, people are 
kind of going crazy with the creativity mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah. They're just coming up with wild stuff. Yep. So, you know, the brain cells are firing. Mm-hmm. The neurons are firing and, and yeah. being, new neurons are being created. You, you want to would love to talk about that, how new neurons get created every time that we're focused on stuff that we love. And oh. Anytime paying attention to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's a direct correlation between how we feel and what happens with our neurons. Mm-hmm. When we're feeling good, we create them. When we're feeling lousy, we destroy them. Wow. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's also kind of startling, perhaps, is the word. That kind of blows my mind about, like, how when I was going through depression, I had a lot of memory problems. So that makes total sense to me. Yeah, sure. Well, you're not engaging the brain. so Yeah, yeah. Of course. But, but it, what's really startling is how quickly it happens. Yeah. Literally... Science has been able to wire people up and track and notice that from the moment that somebody focuses on something that feels good, where they're laughing or smiling or, you know, in some way behaving in a quote, positive, unquote way, mm-hmm. they can trace it down so that 90 seconds later, some part of their body is being stimulated through a new set of neurons that have just been created that are feeding information to some part of the body that needs healing and the healing starts. 90, 90 seconds. seconds. 90 wow. seconds. And the same 90-second rule applies in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So when you start focusing on stuff that you don't like, your body starts sending out signals, kill yourself, kill yourself. And I don't mean that necessarily as the human being committing suicide. I mean the cells committing suicide, killing the cells off. So it's quick. Now, fortunately, we have trillions of cells. So you focus on depressing stuff, and it's going to take a long, long time before you're going to kill yourself off that way. Right. But the trend is unmistakable, you know? Yeah. And it really does show you want to focus on what feels good. Exactly. It pays. And that's the scientific way of saying you really do want to focus on something good. No kidding. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, Speaking of scientific, this is another thing that was good about coronavirus. Oh. Tele- telehealth. Telehealth. Yes. Talk about that. All my doctor's appointments are from the comfort of my own bed now. <laughs> so the one reason I did go outside, I don't have to anymore. Don't have to go anymore. <laughs> Alex is, is the queen of the familiar zone. She's really good at it. <laughs> yes. Telehealth. Loving it. Loving it. So I get to do all my doctor's appointments through either Zoom or just re- regular phone calls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Louise had one of those, um, what was it, about a month and a half ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was impressed at how long the doctor stayed on with her. I thought that would be a great opportunity to cut it off and make it short, but no, he was, he was drilling deep. He was asking a lot of questions. Yeah. So, okay. Good stuff. All Mm -hmm. right. I like that. I think there are probably uh, society wide things that are going on that Mm -hmm. go along with coronavirus. Um, and that are going to, they aren't necessarily producing positive results that we can see right now. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of start to see how it's setting up. Now, I have to kind of lay a little bit of groundwork here and say, because of what we do here on the show, I'm feeling good most of the time. So my perspective mm-hmm. has gotten really, really positive most of the time. And so I, I've gotten very good at looking at all this stuff and, and seeing the silver lining regularly. Mm-hmm. So that kind of colors it, uh, yeah. you know, the analysis a bit. But I think it's fair to say, you know, I, I look around at, at things that people, other people are freaking out about. And I'm saying, wow, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, you know, for instance, you got the controversies going on now with, um, uh, well, Joel and I talked about it yesterday, how there are, there, there are some people who are defending the upper echelons of the medical establishment saying you got to follow what they're saying. And there are others that's usually on the left and on the right. Yeah. It's the, People saying, oh, no, 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 you can't trust what they're saying. They're all liars. Um, you want to do hydrochloroquine and, or whatever it is, and, and you yeah. want to not wear a mask. And it's like this whole big divide going on, and, and everybody's you know fighting and so forth. And I'm looking at that, and I'm saying to myself, wow, that's really great. Now, <laughs> that's, that doesn't sound to many people like something that's really great. But from my perspective, that's really great because I know when you have that kind of conflict, that level of conflict going on, you're about to manifest something wonderful. Oh, I see what you're saying. Something great's going to come out of that. And I think mm-hmm. if I had to predict, it's going to be something like the medical establishment is going to get shaken up. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to have to start doing a lot of things differently. They're going to have to start thinking about things differently. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be good. Yeah. That's going to produce good results. 
um, the one thing that came directly out of treating coronavirus. Now, clearly this was, from mo- many people's perspective, a not positive, a very negative thing. People were dying when they were being placed on ventilators. Yeah. But the medical establishment had all these protocols in place that said, you put them on ventilators. Right. And a lot of doctors said, okay, we'll keep putting them on ventilators. And then people just kept dying. Mm-hmm. Some doctors said, you know what? I have an oath that I took, that Hippocratic oath. Yep. That I'm going to not to do harm. This is doing harm. So right. clearly I am going, I have to abandon this protocol if I'm going to be true to myself. So they started right. abandoning it and they started experimenting, trying mm-hmm. different things out mm-hmm. and getting better and better results. Mm-hmm. So while it hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention, especially here in the U.S., but I would imagine particularly uh, true also in other parts of the world, the fact is that the death rates are down compared right. to the infection rates. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that um, the number of, de- of deaths are on the decline overall. They're not. I mean that mm-hmm. in comparison to the infection rate, the, the ratio has shifted. Mm-hmm. So. Here in the U.S., I mean, the U.S. is still very much experiencing a coronavirus pandemic. Right. There are a number of parts of the world where it has really calmed down. Mm-hmm. And here in New England, it has calmed down significantly. But the rest of the U.S. right now is experiencing this massive surge. And yet, when you look at the deaths compared to the infections, it's significantly lower percentage than it was a few months ago. That's because mm-hmm. medical science said, you know what, we're not going to follow our protocols. We're going to shift and go with what we're finding out on the fly as we're trying to heal people and it's paying right. off because they're learning yeah. things mm-hmm. that that to me is a positive right now we could very easily look at that as a negative all those people getting sick all those people getting dying you know all those people's lives coming to an end sooner than perhaps uh, people thought that they should have yeah but that just depends on how you look at it and i think that's really the key lesson with any of this stuff mm-hmm. how are we going to look at it Mm-hmm. We do have the choice at all times, right? That's true. You know, so which choice are we going to make? Are we going to say there's a positive or that there's going to be a negative? Which way is it? I'm going to say it's going to be what I preferred. Well, yeah, that's the way to go about it. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that one, actually. Sure can. <laughs> so hopefully that kind of answers Avinash's question. Now, he asked a second question as a follow-up, and I have to admit I didn't expect to hear this one from a listener. But Oh, boy. Um, well, it's it's directed at me. He says, just wondering if you coded the LOA app yourself and if you're a self-taught programmer. <laughs> and the answer to both questions is yes. I am self-taught, <laughs> and yes, I programmed it. And it took me about eight months to learn how to program it. <laughs> eight mm-hmm. months of, of well-documented frustration. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, uh, well, I've done web programming since the beginning of the web. So I had at mm-hmm. least that going for me. But even there, I was completely self-taught. And I do not recommend people to become self-taught programmers. Mm-hmm. So it was the only thing to do back in the day because we didn't have courses. They just didn't right. exist. So many of us were just kind of, you know, figuring it out and telling each other. And, you know, kind of the same way that millennials learn how to use a, a, a phone, you know. They, they just taught each other. <laughs> they just figure it out. And, oh, I figured this part out. This is what you do. You know, the same kind of thing happened among uh, the early programmers. So I'm mm-hmm. in that group. But I, I can say over and over again, there have been many times where I wished I had the formal education mm-hmm. because I'm sure it would have made some of my learning so much easier. Probably would have cut you down about four months. Oh, at least. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. yeah. I mean – I think that that eight month period would probably have been one or two months. Right. Probably actually probably about two weeks if I'd had the proper education behind it. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a lot of things in the background that you learn when you become a, a programmer through a well credentialed, not credentialed, but a, a well formed, a well structured uh, computer educational program. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you, you can't. I mean, certainly there's value in learning stuff on your own, but there, there's tremendous value in a well-structured program. Now, I will say this. I have come to the conclusion that mm-hmm. the documentation that's out there, and it's largely put out there for the self-taught programmer, but it's also for the programmers who have been through the educational programs. Mm-hmm. That documentation is in desperate need of rewriting. Ah. It's really, it, it's in bad shape. Things are changing every day. People should be 
rewriting things every day. But they don't. Yeah, that's the problem. But what happens is they only write it when they absolutely need to. Yeah. You know, and until there's enough pushback, they're not going to do any rewriting. Mm-hmm. And most software doesn't get that high level of pushback. Mm-hmm. In large part because there's so many different kinds of packages out there. They're all competing with each other, so they're all trying to you know, do the same thing that content creators are doing, trying to get attention. Right. Trying to get uh, people to say, you know, oh, I'm going to use that one. Mm-hmm. So probably the last thing in their minds at that point is, well, we got to increase the documentation. No, the <laughs> first thing they're thinking about is what's the latest piece of uh, cool stuff we can add in to make it more interesting to use our software. Right. You know, that's kind of where we're at right now. But that's going to have to shift. And yes. I see that as another positive. I see that is another good thing because somewhere somebody's going to come along and decide to make better documentation and better courses, better online courses. The, the right. online courses, some are poor, some are most are, are fairly decent, but they have mm-hmm. holes in them. Yeah. Um, there are very few that have really learned how to teach the way, say, uh, a professional educator would teach. Mm-hmm. And so what usually happens is the people who present these courses present them based on how they themselves would learn, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you, you teach best what you know, right? Right. But a professional educator knows that there are different people learning different ways. And then they try to right. find ways to reach all of them mm-hmm. or as many of them as they can. Yeah. And that usually creates a much more well-rounded teaching approach. Well, that's one of the things that, uh, the, the programmers who are teachers online, who are trying to teach others how to program, that's something they need to learn more of. It's very mm-hmm. clear to me. Um, so many of them, there's, there's like this very large, almost subconscious pattern that goes on now. If you want to understand how something works, the answer will come back. Here's the step by step on how to do it. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the step-by-step on how to do it is not an answer to the question of how it works. It's a, it's how you implement it, but it's not how it works. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. saying, um, all right, I want to know how an automobile engine works. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, you t- put the key in and you turn the ignition. <laughs> well, that, that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> Well, the, well, okay. Well, the rest of the answer is after you turn the, the ignition, then you put the car in gear and you start driving. No, no, no. How does the engine work? Right. <laughs> that's the disconnect that's been going on. And it's going on pretty substantially across the industry. So, again, I see that as an opportunity. Someone's going to come along and say, you know what? I can teach a better course. Mm-hmm. And they're going, to start, they're going to start relearning and reteaching all this stuff. And everybody's going to latch on to, wow, this great new method this guy is using. Well, it's a method that was like hundred years old, but you know, he was the first one to use it <laughs> in this particular context. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, that's a long winded way of saying, yeah, I'm self-taught and I wish I had uh, <laughs> the, the background that the people who've been through educational programs have. But on the other hand, I'm proud of myself. I mean, I'm proud I, of you too. A, a year, two years ago, I didn't know if I could do it to be honest. Right. I really did. Here we are. In fact, a year and a half ago, I started and I quit because I didn't, I couldn't do it. Oh, I didn't know that. I was really, really frustrated. I, I was mm-hmm. trying to learn, trying to understand the uh, material I was running into was so vague and so unhelpful. And I, I was lost. Right. Which was a different experience for me because I always did well in school. Mm-hmm. And I always did well learning stuff on my own. And for the first time, I couldn't get it. That was, that was completely new to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know lots of people have gone through that, going through their educational experiences. I didn't go through that most of the time when I was in school. So mm-hmm. it was very, very new. And it, it was kind of disconcerting because there wasn't a teacher I could go to to say, could you please explain this to me? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so anyway, I hope uh, those answers are helpful to you, Avi. And thank you for sending in both of those questions. Those are good questions. <laughs> It sounds like uh, the dog thinks so too. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a doggy visitor, and my dog's not too happy about it. Ah, uh, is that what it yeah. is? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, you will feel like uh, you're up to trying to answer some of the questions that the stream answered. I'm ready. All right. 
So I'm going to kind of go in backward order with what we did on the show on Tuesday. Okay. Are you familiar with the concept of grounding or earthing? Yes. You are. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, both of you and Dan were up on this. I had no idea what it was, so I had to go look it up. But that's well, okay. I don't know which version you're talking about, but the version I'm talking about, it, I, I was taught to use for my anxiety. Well, sure. It w- yeah, I could see how it worked. Okay. It's basically yeah. reconnecting yourself with the earth. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what it is for, you know, for therapeutic purposes. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So Laurel had asked the stream, uh, actually she addressed it to Abraham, but obviously Abraham is voiced by Esther Hicks rather than the stream being voiced by David Strickland. But oh, about- yeah, I think I noticed people are confused. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm trying to help unconfuse them. It's important. It's an important. Well, it was it was your fault because your 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 post was confusing. Was it? Yeah, you were like, "Hey, you ever have a question for Abraham?" <laughs> well, I did. Yes. Well, but yeah. then the following sentence, I'm, I thought was going to clear it up. But yeah, yeah, I guess but maybe that I went was a, little far. a lot of people don't click on the article; they just read this, the title. This is true. This is so true. that's where it was confusing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't get charged. I get it. Because <laughs> I'm one of those people that don't click on the article. So I was like, <laughs> but we don't have Abraham. But all right, whatever. So I... Wouldn't it be great if we did, though? <laughs> <laughs> but we got the next it's, best thing. We got David Strickle. We got it's all source. It's all source. It is source energy. And that's, that's yeah. really the best part. Yeah. And in fact, Laurel, um, who expressed that confusion, later wrote that, wow, it sounds just like Abraham. So you know, oh, that's the good thing. Oh, good. But anyway, her question was, what does... Abraham or the stream think of earthing or grounding. She says it's supposed to correct the blood and make it flow better for healing. So could this simple act be the turning point for the coronavirus, which we were just talking about? She says, imagine ICU patients with a grounding pad. What could it hurt? And all those people are headed to the beach, kicking off their shoes. She says, I'm hoping this could be our saving grace. So earthing or grounding as a way of dealing with the coronavirus. What do you think? Um, I think in the sense that anything that puts you in a positive mood can only have a positive effect. I think in that sense that sure, why not mm-hmm. medically probably not, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> well, you know, this actually ties into to a, a little thought experiment I was going through. I, I do those all the time where I'm kind of you know playing out what different people would say and so forth. Mm. Um, I had a conversation that I've, I've talked about here on the show about, um, I think it was in January. Yeah, that's right. It was in January mm-hmm. uh, when Louise and I went to Florida. And mm-hmm. during our trip there, we visited my cousin and her husband, who I guess would be my cousin-in-law, yep. if there's such a thing. Yeah. Um, and he, my cousin-in-law, is a retired geologist. So he's a mm-hmm. scientist. His mm-hmm. uh, specialty was studying crystals, and he still studies them, even though he's retired, you know, which oh. just goes to prove that you never really retire. <laughs> but uh, my cousin is very a very positive person, and mm-hmm. uh, she's also into law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So I knew he was familiar with the concept, and I told him what my interest in, in it is and that I have a podcast and so forth. And so we were talking about stuff. And, of course, he comes completely from the scientific perspective. But he's very friendly about it. And he made a really interesting point at that time. The Mm -hmm. point he made was uh, in response to something that I said. I said, I have no proof for any of this. And he says, there is no proof in science. I said, what do you mean? He said, proofs are for maths. Science does not have proof. Sugar, honey, I see. Because... And his reasoning makes sense because he says science is what he calls a data collection enterprise. Wow. They're just constantly collecting data. And what they're hoping Mm -hmm. to do is to find how that data converges. If it converges Mm -hmm. consistently enough, then they can draw conclusions from it. But you can never prove anything in science. The most you can do is have conversion data. I thought that's a great point. Yeah. And it's a point that pisses off a lot of people because there are a lot of people who want to prove things with science. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that that's, that undermines a lot of agendas. <laughs> but, but I once again, I think it's a good thing, um, mm-hmm. because when we start thinking about it that way, then we realize science isn't hard and and fast. It isn't like you know fixed forever in time. And mm-hmm. indeed, the history of science tells us that science. I mean, one scientific principle after another has been overturned. You know, they, right. they they thought they had it right, and then they find out, whoops, nope, there was this other thing we didn't think about, and that just completely undermined what we thought was law, you know? 
So mm -hmm. the honest scientist never thinks in terms of scientific laws. He thinks in terms, or she thinks, in terms of scientific knowledge, scientific data, so, you know, what, what we have been able to scientifically um, pull together. Right. And when you look at it that way, then something like the experience of, of various doctors, for instance, experimenting with, um, with grounding. Now, I don't know that that's mm -hmm. actually happened, but I'm kind of speculating here. If there were, mm -hmm. that were happening, that would be a way of collecting some data. Could you draw right. conclusions from it? No, it's not enough mm -hmm. data. You just, I mean, yeah. you have to have enough data. Right. You, know, you got, there's that uh, video that came out that uh, the president was all excited about this um, doctor from here in the U.S., but she's from Africa, and she went on about how she'd been using the uh, hydrochloroquine or whatever it's called. And yeah. 350 patients she had used it on, and all 350 had recovered. <laughs> and it's created a bit of a uh, divide within uh, medical circles. Um, you know, the uh, uh, CDC is saying, well, that it, we still say that that's not proven. And the reason that, well, well first of all, <laughs> Ha ha to the CDC. Guess what? There is no proof in science. But, <laughs> but you can also see what their point is because there's really not a whole lot of data there. It's not right. like they were testing for it. It's not like she, she was testing to see, okay, you know, here's my control group and here's the group I'm testing on. And so, no, she was doing none of that. Exactly. Which is not bad. I mean, certainly it's good to try to help people when you're the doctor and you're on the spot helping somebody who's got this really bad disease. You know, mm -hmm. kudos to her for doing that. But it doesn't prove anything. Right. That's the key point here. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to kind of take a step back and all this stuff and say, forget about proof for a minute. What are we, what data do we have? What's the data telling us? Right. Um, in the case of hydrochloroquine, I think it's called, I, I got to get that name down because I keep saying that over and over. Not <laughs> me because I don't care. So, <laughs> well, you don't have the disease, so you don't care. Once you have, if you no. have it, then you probably care. But that's another thing. If you had malaria, you might care because that's what it's for. But <laughs> no, because I don't care. I'm not going to get malaria. Well, there's that. It's too. not. It's not in my vortex. So that's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it caring does make a difference in that way too. Yeah, yeah. But um, that to me, what she has is, is data, and it's just more data. There's also data that shows that it's harmful. Right. You know? Um, and people can point to one or the other and say, well, this proves that it's wrong, or this proves that it's right, all they want to, but it's still just data. Yeah. What we're looking for is convergence of data, and we don't have it yet. Mm -hmm. So? So we can't say anything. Well, we can express our opinions. Oh, well, yeah. We can do that all day. They've been doing that continuously. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this has been, honestly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, anyway, that's... That's kind of the way I've been looking at, at that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I agree with you. I think that uh, that grounding or earthing works if you think it works. Right. It's if like you think it works. Then, losing then, weight, eating ice cream thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had never heard about uh, grounding and, and doing that to your blood. I'd never heard that. Well, I'm not surprised somebody has come up with that. Yeah. And, but is there data? Well, even if there's not data... I mean, I'll, I express opinions here all the time that have little or no data behind them. So I'm not too worried Same. about data. <laughs> Let's be perfectly honest here. But the data that I do have leads me to conclude things like all disease starts in the human mind. Mm. Okay. I, I can't prove that. I, I, right. and now I've give, I can give up on proving, which is nice. Um, <laughs> but I don't even have a convergent data to, to show that it's true. You know, I, right. I, I just have this deep seated belief that it's true. Right. But I believe it. I believe it very strongly. And That's I, all that keep, matters. I keep seeing evidence of it over and over again. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm satisfied about it, even if, uh, and I suspect our listeners are, but even if the rest of society isn't, I'm still satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. okay. I think it's true. And from that perspective, then yeah, I can see how everything would work. Grounding would work. If you believe it works, it works. That's all that matters is if you believe it works. That's the placebo effect. Yep. If you believe exactly. that it's going to heal you, even if you know it's a placebo, it will heal you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've had a good swing at that one. Let's try one of the other questions. Now, this one, this one's going to be a bit challenging because this is okay. this is, touches on one of those areas. It's kind of like the third rail of politics, like Social Security is. You don't. Uh, that, yeah. you know, this is the same kind of deal. Um, but, uh, we never shy away from stuff here, so we'll go after it. Nope. 
So the question came from Chuck, who did one of the most wonderful things you can do here on LOA today. He told a friend to tell a friend. Thank and that, you. And that friend became a co-host on Monday. Oh, yeah. welcome. So thank you for doing that, Chuck. I know we've said that again before, but we're saying it again because you deserve to hear it again. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage more people to tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> but the question he raised was, uh, he was uh, asking his question in the context of what had happened the previous week. That, you know, the, okay. the stuff that the stream had said the previous week on mm-hmm. the previous Tuesday. He says, I'm still curious about individuals who come here to live very short lives, like the example of stillborn children. Mm-hmm. If we choose at the soul level, what level to experience the human experience, then what is gained from those who do not complete a physical birth? Is their sole purpose to influence the life of the potential birth mother in some way? Or is there something of benefit to the soul of the stillborn child that they receive as well? And if so, can the stream give an example of what their soul gets from the experience? And of course, it doesn't have to be just stillborn. It could be abortions. It mm-hmm. could be miscarriages of various kinds. I mean, okay. there are a lot of different ways that uh, a pregnancy can fail to come to term. And this, I presume, covers all of them, plus those where they come to term and the, the baby dies soon afterward. Mm-hmm. So there is the context. It's not an easy one. You want to take a swing at it? Okay, so riddle me this. What if there's a rule? A rule. <laughs> that we, a rule. So there's, there's this, this universal rule that okay. we have to experience something. So we have to come back and experience okay. something, right? All right. So what if we decide, all right, I'm going to take the shortest way out to get back to source <laughs> as quick as I can. Just, just thinking. Okay. <laughs> That's my stab in the dark. <laughs> so, so basically, they're here on a dare. Yep. <laughs> but they don't have time to mess around. So they're like, I'm just going to be a miscarriage and I'm coming right back. I'll be right back in like tw- two months. I'll yeah, I don't want to do the whole lifetime thing. That's yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But no, honestly, what if it is, you know, I don't, hmm, how's that, how do I want to word it? It might not be fully on the soul that wants to experience the stillbirth. It might be the mother's journey, the father's journey in, in, in the contrast that they had to deal with. You know, I, I have a friend who actually just went through a stillbirth and she's, it's her, her son's birthday was supposed to be a couple of months ago. Mm. And she's, so she's dealing with that right now. And I see mm. her posts every day and it's harder and harder every day. Mm. And so, you know, maybe that's her journey and that's what she had to deal with. So this soul had to say, you know what? I will be your stillbirth. That, that's what I'm going to do for you. Cause these, are, these, that. Yeah, these are souls and stuff that we've already made contracts with up there or wherever. And that was that was the agreement that was made. So you believe in soul contracts? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty strongly, I would say. Yeah, I do. Because I've always been kind of so iffy about, about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a strong like believer in people are here for a reason and a season. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean – Dan and I talked about that one time, and he's he's kind of iffy about it too. He's like, okay, well, if it oh, was I know how he feels about soul contracts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's... Like, nah, nah, bro, nah. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, he and I definitely agree on one thing. If you establish a soul contract and come here and decide that you don't want to carry out the soul contract anymore, you can change it. You can break it. You're this not locked like in. It's like the unbreakable vow. This isn't a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> Are you sure you don't know that? <laughs> well, until this can be a magic wand, I'm going to go with a theory that it's Listen, not a Harry Potter movie. If I believe it's a magic wand, it's a magic wand. Well, this is true. Yes. Mm. Do you believe this is a magic wand? Not today. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I'm done. QED. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting theory, though. The, the, yeah. the soul contract thing is, I mean, it's one of those things I, I kind of go back and forth on. Like, yeah, well, I can see why people would think that. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to look at it from the perspective of co-creation. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're going to consider this idea of a soul contract as being something that can actually happen, how okay. do I describe that from a vibrational co-creative type position? And I think I would describe it like, okay, 
before I came here, I vibrated in a certain way. I was mm-hmm. thinking, of, you know, focusing on stuff in a certain way. And now I'm kind of looking back on that and deciding, well, that was a soul contract. And mm-hmm. then I come here and I either continue to stay on that vibration or I shift vibration, mm-hmm. in which case I'm either keeping the contract or I'm breaking it. Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to the same thing. What am I vibrating on? So I guess I can that way say, I guess you could call it a soul contract. I think I'd, I'd call it a soul intention rather okay. than a contract. Yeah, contract seems kind of firm. Yeah, it sounds like something that you know, <laughs> they, they drag you into court and, you know, sue you if it doesn't work out or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that sounds a little <laughs> bit harsh to me. But a little bit. Soul intention? Okay. I can yeah. see soul intention. All right. I like that, that better, That works actually. a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the nice thing about an, an intention is if you, you decide you don't like where it's going, you can change intentions. Yeah. Which is the main part, the main point that we make on the show over and over again every time. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us. We get to decide what we're going to respond to an event with. Right. We get to decide how we're going to respond to everything. Mm-hmm. So why not with our soul intentions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then let's see if we can take on another question from the for the stream. Oh, well, Louie asked this question. This is oh, fun, my. I thought. Now, I don't know if you if you heard the, the episode that he was on where he was just peppering the stream with questions. Yeah, I was there. Were you there for that one? I wasn't sure. I was you were there, there for part okay. of it. Yeah. Okay, that, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you you and Dan were both there, and then you both kind of skipped out, and Louis just kept going like a machine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that part. <laughs> but they was, thought he was there because we both had to go. So. Well, he is so focused. He the, yeah. this is the question he was trying to get at is the question that has driven his entire life. Mm-hmm. It started from when he was very young and he discovered none of, of the adults could answer the question. And so he kept pursuing it. And then he was doing, you know, mediocre work in school because they wanted him to do all this other stuff. And his response was, I'll be happy to do that if you can just explain to me why I'm here. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> one of those. Yeah, yeah. He just, he had to get that figured out. And, and he, he has made, obviously he's learned a lot over the years, but he still yeah. doesn't have for his, from his perspective, he doesn't have a completely satisfactory answer yet. So he was okay. peppering the stream on that topic. Right. Well, as a follow-up, and I won't even try to piece together how this came about, he came up with this follow-up question. He says, is the world really flat for flat earthers, and is it really round for round earthers? Thank God someone asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about it. Hold on, let me hashtag this. (laughs) So you are actually telling me that you have been wanting somebody to ask this flat earth question for ages. Is that what you're saying? I've been wanting someone to ask me this question. To ask you this question. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 okay. All right. Well, then we're going to pretend it was you that was asked by Louie. And uh, Louie, I hope you're tuned in. Okay. She's taking a break. She's, she's, she's got to get her thoughts together. She's been waiting for so long to do this. I'm going to burst. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, he's right. The earth is flat for people who believe it's flat and the earth is round for people who believe it's round because it's whatever your perception is. That's what makes it true. So for my perception, the earth is round and everyone's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Including the other round earthers. No, the round earthers are with me. They're fine. It's the flat earthers are their idiots. You can, you can at me. I don't care. But it's whatever helps you sleep at night. And for me, it's knowing that I'm not going to fall off the earth. This is my belief, and welcome to it. And if you don't like yep. it, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out, Boy Scout. I'm of time. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it is a, a matter of perspective. What is it, it is. that you think is true? Mm-hmm. Because we create our own realities. Yes. I mean, the flat earther thing, it, I, I, I don't have a huge amount of interest in it as evidenced mm-hmm. by the fact that I haven't spent a whole lot of time studying it. Yeah, but it's a little no, bit that picked up somewhere like, well, they're creative. I got to give them credit for creativity. Really? Are They're creative? Well, they find a, all kinds of different ways of defending the weak points in the flat earth argument. Well, you that's know? with any, anybody's anything. But that's creativity. <laughs> True. All right. And I like creativity. Got Even if there. I think it's insane. I, I agree with you. I think it's insane. But... <laughs> That doesn't mean there's no value in it. If the earth was flat, God would be a cat and would have knocked everything off of it by now. <laughs> Simple. Okay. 
And since we're all still here, the earth is round. So once again, we're back to Harry Potter and the photos on the wall with Mr. Filch <laughs> tilting the frame so that everything falls right out. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you, how do you go on a cruise around the world and, and not fall off or float into space? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to have a new phrase for that because it's not around the world anymore. It's across okay. the world. All right, I'm out. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you're a flat earther, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a flat earther, there's no around the world. So you just stop at the equator and go, oh, this, this is a nice view. Well, that's what's so interesting <laughs> about their perspective. Because from their perspective, there are no ends to the Earth. <laughs> I didn't say it was something I agree oh, with. I'm just saying. Where? What? <laughs> You'll never reach the end of it. There, oh, there is okay. no end. There are no ends to the Earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So are all the planets flat? Now I have questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what their explanation is on the planets. It's probably an illusion. It's my best guess, but I don't know what their explanation so is. So what's the moon? And what's gravity if, if the Earth is flat? I, I have so many questions now. I need to talk to a flat Earther. Someone please write in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Einstein would actually disagree with you about the gravity thing. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't... He wasn't okay. even sure what gravity was. Okay. I mean, he was trying to identify how gravity interacted with things and how things interacted with gravity. Mm-hmm. But he found that what he thought was true wasn't true. And he spent a good part of his life trying to figure out, well, what is gravity? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he ever satisfied him. I mean, he came up with some answers, but I don't think he ever satisfied himself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Einstein can't do that, I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So with the background you have, what are we looking at from space? How is there a horizon if it's flat? Well, I'm a rounder. So, you know, I'm going to tell you. This, I'm just saying, these are the questions I have for a flat earther. <laughs> I, I need one. Um, yeah. What we're, you're going to have to attract one because I can't answer it. I, I don't have enough background with the flat earth theories to be able to answer the question. But from can my we, perspective, can we, can we call Bill G? Stuff. I got a feeling. Can we call, can we call Bill G? I have a feeling. You think Bill G is a flat earther? It's a, I, it's a possibility. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be surprised if he is, but I won't. Yeah. I won't rule it out because I don't know for sure. He's got other principles I disagree with, so I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh well, then it's got to be this one too. <laughs> yeah. oh, of course. <laughs> Let's lump them all together. Let's Great <laughs> logic. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Bill will love that one too. I'm sure. Look yeah. up a good chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you want, I'll follow up. I'll find out from him. Are you a flat earther or a round earther? It'll be a fun answer, I'm sure. That should be the name of the episode. <laughs> okay. Are you... that Here it is. People, that would get people to write in. <laughs> Are you a flat earther or a round earther? Okay, I'm writing it down. All right. It's official. And you you want to take questions, right? Yes, you please. Want, or, or information, actually. It's not yes, I want, want information because take... I have questions now. So anybody who knows a flat earther... We actually have an address for Alex set up under the LOA Today domain. Yep. So send it to A-L-Y-X at LOAToday.net, and it'll get yep. through to Alex. Yep. So Right away. Send it. Do it now. I, I check my emails hourly. So, yes, I will She respond. does, too. She's really quick. Or, the- or, hear me out, you can go into the uh, LOA Today app. Uh-oh. Look for Uh-oh. my smiling face, click on my name, and get me directly. That is even cooler. I like that. I'm glad you did that because it's a reminder. We have to be basically giving that message out every single Every day. episode, yeah. In part because all of the hosts can be reached through that host page. Yes. And in part because we're going to be adding stuff to that host page. Yes. Different ways for people to be reached. Mm-hmm. Multiple ways for people to be Multiple reached. Multiple ways. All the ways. All the ways, yeah. So you're right. That's the place to go. So skip the part about Alex at LOAToday.net. Go do go to the app. Go directly to the app. Do not pass mm-hmm. go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> especially since it's now updating in the I- iPhone App Store. You want to get the yep. that one especially, but I um, find clicking is easier than typing. So. Mm-hmm. Well, plus go also ahead. on both iPhones and Androids, you can speak it now too. Ah uh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> It just got real. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, you gotta explain that one. Why 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 did it get real just now? Because it's like the the app is getting better and better every day. Ah, okay. See, that was so a it, question worth asking. That was good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it is getting better. It's exciting. I, I Joel didn't know about the app. I'm not surprised. He's not very technologically advanced. <laughs> well, plus he hadn't been on since April. That too. That too. You know, I mean, I I started seriously working on the app at the end but of that April. That shows he's not now. listening. Well, I already knew that. I didn't. Now I'm upset, Joel. <laughs> but I'm not upset because I know what kind of schedule the guy has. Yeah, but he's he's out right. saving the world for people who are you know left homeless by their parents who abandoned them. I mean, yeah, that's... fine, fine, fine. But while he's on the treadmill, <laughs> but while he's on the treadmill, press the button. We're press right here. <laughs> I'm, 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 no excuses today. No. <laughs> I can tell. You're in a tough mood. Fine, fine, fine. Save the world. But when you're done, in your downtime, <laughs> you got to get your daily dose of happy. So, like, how are you not listening? Are, are you friended to Joel? Mm-mm. I don't remember. I have well, a lot of friends. If, if you are, send him a message. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, we talked about you on today's episode. <laughs> He'll love Matter it. Matter of fact, I'm making, him a, I'm making him a hashtag. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, then, since we are tying in the app this way, we should probably do a complete app promo. So yep. first and foremost, as we announced at the beginning of the show, um, the iPhone fix is now fixed so that uh, the, the problem before was that the episodes weren't updating. They are now updating once you get the new version. Mm-hmm. And that. Fix has already been applied to the Android version. The mm-hmm. PC version now also has it. I'm still figuring out the Mac version. There's a whole signing thing you have to do there. And I, I have to give a comment <laughs> about Apple. The Apple police gave me a little bit of a hard time. Oh, it's apparently, apparently Apple doesn't like YouTube. Oh, burn. I mean, and I'm not really, I think it's because Apple's competitor is Android. And YouTube is owned by Google, which created Android. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. only a theory. I can't prove that. That's no, that's definitely it. <laughs> well, let's just say I'm leaning that way. Um, All right, well, because I'll leave it with you. I had links on the LOA Today app mm-hmm. to our live stream on YouTube and oh. to the videos page. Right. And they kept uh, the first few times it went through just fine. Mm-hmm. But with this most recent version, they kicked it back to me. They mm-hmm. said, you're violating people's copyrights. I said, what are you but it's our copyright. About? It we're, it's all of our content. I mean, the only thing yeah. that isn't is the theme song, and I paid for an extended license on that. Right. I showed them the extended license. Nope. They sent me a, a picture, a screenshot of what looked like just like a generic YouTube homepage, and I'm thinking, where on earth are they getting that from? Uh-huh. So I, I tried a few different ways. I finally figured out the way YouTube directs you over to your videos page. They have like a redirect that goes through the homepage to the videos page. Uh-huh. So the homepage shows up for like a split second and you never see it, but right. they have a computer capturing it so they can see it. Uh, so they say, well, you just violated the copyrights of all the people who had those videos on the homepage of YouTube. Oh, come on, man. Really? I mean, that's, that's the one yeah, well, second you decide to snapshot that. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Wait, waited two more seconds. You would have been fine. So I ended up taking off the link to the videos page, but at least I was able to leave the live stream link up. So there's. So is that for both Android and Apple? Yeah, it's going to come off the Uh, Android too because it's it's just too crazy to try to maintain the separate code bases. So. Well, that's okay. That just means I get to do my promo, so it's fine. Well, it also means that we got to get closer to having all the live streaming right on the app. True. And that leads to the rest of the promo, which is you want to get the app because that's where all the stuff's going to happen. Yep. Already on the app, you've got the ability to play all the episodes. And yes, now they update, which is a good thing. <laughs> right now, as we speak, it has the Dan Mangana ebook, The Money Game, which yep. we're going to be talking about. We're, we were going to talk about this week until Dan had to opt out this week. So we'll start next Thursday. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who you'll recall about a month ago said, you know, I had a great month of June. I almost hit my goal of a six-figure month. Yep. And most people look for six-figure years. Facts. You know? Danny, so, Danny over here playing games. He's not so, playing games. So when you've got somebody who, who's going for a six-figure month, you know they understand how to play the money game. Facts. And yes. his And his ebook is on the app for free. 
Awesome. I mean, that's sweet. I'm going to have to take a look because I was waiting for the ebook because I'm a lazy reader. I just, I just don't want to read. So I like to listen. Well, there's also Dan's Beyond Intention audio course that's on oh, Yellow Way Today. Okay. All right. <laughs> you asked for it. You got it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so that's another thing that's already on there. I'm currently in the process of adding Cindy Chavez's ebook, and I still haven't memorized the title precisely. I believe it's The Lovely Magician's Guide to Soul Soulmate Success. I think that's what it's called. I feel like um, it's longer than that. Well, there's also a subtitle. That's just the main title. Okay. All right. I haven't learned the rest of it. (laughs) I still have to memorize it. (laughs) One step at a time. (laughs) But I have – it's actually on the PC version. Mm -hmm. I I just uploaded that today. It's not yet on the iPhone or Android versions, and obviously it's not on the Mac version because I still haven't figured out the signing on that one. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be like one of the next things coming on there. So there's another reason to have it because she is an expert par excellence when it comes to LOA and relationships. Mm -hmm. That's like – that's her bailiwick. That's what she does really, really well. I'm on my way. There you go. So lots of reasons to get the app. Yep. That's my point. And they're going to keep increasing. Yes. I already have commitments from Linda Armstrong and from the stream. They're going to provide guided meditations. Okay. You like audio stuff. There's more audio stuff that's going to be on there. Yes. Um, Rita is kind of con- uh, considering what she's going to put on. She's a psychic. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure what she's going to put on. She's thinking about it. Louie's trying to figure out what he wants to add to it. And I'm thinking about adding the book that we did, Your Daily Dose of Happy. You should. This is an app that's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Right. So you definitely want to get the app. That's Definitely. This is just what I'm saying, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a long enough promo? I think it is. I think so. <laughs> we didn't actually finish the video part because that's the part that you do so well. Why should people become YouTube subscribers, though? Well, why should they become? Or why should, should they become? How YouTube? do they get there? Well, okay. that too. That that comes afterward. No, I think it's the other way around. Okay, so what you want to do is go to <laughs> YouTube, search LOA Today podcast videos, and the reason you should do that is so you can see our smiling faces. Ah, uh, I get it. See what I did there? Uh, okay. okay, very nice. <laughs> And once you see our smiling faces, click down below to the red subscribe button. Next to the red subscribe button, there's a little silver bell. Make sure you click all so you always be notified when we are live. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. I have to, <laughs> you are the expert. You, you found a great way to tie all that in. That was nice. I like that. Yeah. That was a spur of the moment one day. And I just very, very well. Very well yeah. done, I have to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we gave people a lot of good reasons to I agree. subscribe. To the, I love the fact that I don't have to say, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Go subscribe to us on here. Go, I don't have to yes. do that anymore. Yeah. That is so nice. Just download the app. Yeah. It's simple. And everybody knows how to do that these days. Yeah. Like anybody. You know, four-year-olds learn that one. <laughs> they get a hold of the phone when they're not supposed to. Oh, they be installing everything. <laughs> no kidding. Yes. How do you think TikTok got on my phone? It's yeah, funny. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe it wasn't it. me. Wasn't me. <laughs> you're you're uh, basically, you know, washing your hands of any responsibility. Is that what it is? Oh, As it you enjoy totally... all the apps. No, it was my niece. It totally was. I mm-hmm. I don't even use it. I swear. Yeah, you, you know a lot about it though. Yeah, I do because of her. <laughs> she uses it on my phone and makes me do TikToks. Yeah, I know. She's yes. homeschooled now. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> and yet, funnily enough, you were looking forward to what I was going to do on TikTok. No, I'm looking forward to your reaction to see what's oh, going on I out see. there. Okay. Yeah, All right. I we'll, always we'll, we'll look, look forward you to your that. reaction to millennial <laughs> situations. I always look forward to that. Okay. <laughs> well, I certainly don't want to disappoint you on that. It's like if you were to present my niece with a cassette tape and just video what, what she thinks of it. It's like that excitement. Now, Jeffrey posted something. I'm about, I was about ready to sign off for the show, but Jeffrey posted something that I've got to bring in and ask a question. He says, let me know if I can add to the app as well. Oh. And on the one hand, I like that. On the other hand, it's a little bit tricky because you let one listener in, then all the listeners have to be able to add stuff, you know, and it starts to really pile up quicker than I can do stuff. Yeah. Um, But it's an interesting point. I think part of the answer to that is going to be we're going to allow all listeners at a point around the time where we do the live streaming on the app. Yeah. To contribute because the live stream is going to include a live stream chat area. Right. It's going to be the primary place to add stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'll add this. If you've got something that you think is particularly poignant 
particularly mm-hmm. useful for other people. Run it by us. I'll run it by everybody. I'll run yeah. it by all of our co-hosts. And, you know, if the general consensus is, yes, that needs to go on onto the phone, then onto the app, then it'll go on the app. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, all right. But show us what you got, Jeffrey. <laughs> you got some games? Show us. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say you did very well on the questions. Oh, thank you. Compare yourself to what the stream said. Go listen to the episode. You'll, you'll see. You I'm actually, going to. You, you, you were very close to what they were saying. Uh, well, you know, I am nice closer job. to the source than most people. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We're all just as close. <laughs> and, and you have no qualms about telling everybody, which I really like. I have no qualms about much. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I have no qualms about qualms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place to leave it. But thank you very much for all those great insights. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jeffrey, for the suggestion. That's something to look forward to. And especially thank you to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everyone.